Hello and welcome to another weekly podcast by BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I am Edmund Shing, Chief Investment Officer. In this podcast, we're going to discuss gold. Just recently, gold has returned to $2,000 per ounce, a key psychological level, which represents if it closes on the 31st of October at this level, it will represent the highest ever monthly close for the price of gold in history. Let's talk about five surprising facts that you may or may not know about this yellow metal. Firstly, how much of it is actually in existence today? That's a good question. We know as an inert metal, it's virtually indestructible. So most, if not nearly all of the gold that has ever been mined is still around above ground today. But how much does that represent? According to the World Gold Council, Total above-ground gold stocks represent today just over 201,000 tonnes of gold, to which we can add 53,000 tonnes in terms of estimated reserves underground of gold on top of that. So over 200,000 tonnes above ground and another 50-odd thousand tonnes, in theory, below ground that could be mined. If you take all of this 201,000 tonnes of gold, it sounds like a lot, but if you were to put it into a cube... This cube, with all the gold in the world, would only measure a cube of 22 metres per side. It's not that big if you think about it. Secondly, of this 201,000 tonnes, what are the various uses? Well, the biggest use, clearly, is in jewellery, taking up an estimated 93,000 tonnes. And, of course, Chinese and Indian jewellery buyers representing a very large percentage of that. Secondly, we can talk about private investment, and this can be holding gold bars, gold coins, or, of course, gold in funds and ETFs. Thirdly, we have 34,000 tonnes of official holdings, typically by central banks who hold gold as one of their parts of their foreign currency reserves, and then 29,000 tonnes of other uses, including industrial. Second point, who's been buying gold lately? Who's been getting gold to move up to this $2,000 an ounce? Well, in large part, for the first three quarters this year, and indeed for most of last year, the primary buyer have in fact been central banks themselves. In the third quarter this year alone, they added 337 tonnes of reserves, and that makes 800 tonnes of reserves that central banks have bought in gold through this year so far. Alone, the Chinese central bank, the People's Bank of China, bought 78 tonnes of gold in Q3, and that makes up nearly 2,200 tonnes of gold for the Chinese central bank overall in terms of their total reserves. So they have been big buyers. Central banks continue to be big buyers, not just China, but also central banks in India, Turkey, Poland and other countries. Thirdly, how fast does this supply of gold actually grow, i.e. how much more gold is mined every year? The answer is four to 5,000 tonnes, representing, let's say, around about 2% of additional gold per year as a percentage of the total outstanding amount that is already being mined. So the supply of gold grows relatively slowly, as I said, around 2%, which is around about the sort of overall rate of inflation over the long term in developed market economies. You may not have realised, but since the year 2000, 23 odd years ago, gold has been a fantastic performer. 
It has gone from $250 an ounce at the lows in 2000 to, as I said, $2,000 an ounce presently. That's eight times over those 23, 24 years, representing an average annual compound growth rate of 9.5% per year. Now, compare that to the performance of global stocks, which even including dividends have only grown by around 5% over this period per year. Global bonds have grown just over 3% per year over the period. Commodities have grown just under 2%. So gold has been an outstanding performer over the last 20-odd years, beating stocks, bonds, and other commodities. Fifthly, are people buying gold via funds and ETFs today? Well, it doesn't seem to be the case, so far at least. Despite the strong performance of gold, both recently and in the long term, we don't see investors buying gold via these investment vehicles in any great scale. In fact, over the first three quarters to date, the first nine months of the year, we've actually seen an outflow of 189 tonnes of gold from gold funds and gold ETFs. So if anything, people have been cashing in on these higher prices as opposed to adding to their gold investments in funds and ETFs. So there's no evidence of euphoria on the part of investors at this point, rather the opposite, that they seem rather disinterested in gold despite its strong performance. And all of this, if we were to look at the performance of gold year to date, not just in dollars, but let's take it now in euros, bear in mind that since the beginning of January this year, gold in euro terms is up over 10% so far this year. Global stocks in euro terms only up plus 8%. Global bonds down 3%. Commodities, ex-gold, down 2%. And even cash in euro terms is only up 3%. So again, over the year to date, gold has been an outstanding performer, beating even stocks by a decent margin so far this year. I believe that we could see better times ahead still for gold. It remains a very good tool for diversification in a broad portfolio for an investor. I think equally, it's a very good way to offset in terms of correlations, the correlations between bonds and stocks. So it actually does smooth out the returns of an investor's portfolio dominated by stocks and bonds over the long term. And on top of that, I think the geopolitical tensions which continue to exist today, plus the potential for the US dollar to weaken and the potential for bond yields to start to ease down from their highs over the next few months, all of these factors could be continuing supportive factors for gold and could push gold even higher over the medium term. So we remain pretty optimistic about the prospects for precious metals and gold from here on out. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Please like, share and subscribe to this series of podcasts. For more material on our investment strategy or investment themes, please search on the internet for BNP Paribas Wealth, Voice of Wealth. Thank you. And until next week, goodbye.